The flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to just use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Alright, so this is the flogcast for round 15. The flogcast's equivalent of Mark Robinson from Richmond Starburns is here. And I'm joined by the Andrew Mackey of Podcasts from St Kilda Cookson. Hello. The Head of Security on the White Collingwood Board thread, Morgan Ashley. Hello. And also we have Bigfooty's baby formula mogul from Hawthorne Penal. G'day. We're without Dan. He's had enough of the average and shit competition. But yeah, goo or tears? Let's go first. Oh, goo. Big lots of goo. For the F1 Grand Prix in Baku. <laughs> it was a good race, a fun race. We got to see Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel manage to try and out-dick each other. And, as we know, good things happen to those who wait. So Dan Ricciardo just steamed on by, won the race, gave an 18-year-old his alcohol. You know, standard affair. Brad read it, do you mean? No, he got lucky, admittedly, but he's been unlucky. It, it was a bit of a Bradbury, but um, F1's the sort of sport, like, you can have everything go lucky for you one day, and then everything will go completely against you the next day. So over the course of a year, it evens out. It's not like AFL, where, like, one team Hawthorne can be lucky every week. ridiculously unlucky over the course of a few years, like Hawthorne have been. Who wants to go next? I've got tears, and therefore... Female UFC fighter Justine Kish, who got explosive diarrhea mid-match and shit on the What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Mid-fight, she got choke-holded and shit on herself. I'm guessing they let go of she managed to escape the chokehold. I don't know if she won, but after the thing, she sent out a tweet and said, I'm a warrior and I'll never quit. Hashtag shit happens. That would be amazing. She, she got up and won after shitting herself. Just like, that would be like on a special move. Just turn on the diarrhea. Spray the shit everywhere. Yeah, she just shit all over the floor. And then, like, the referee walked through it and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying. I'm dying watching the video. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know. You can't have goo for that, but that's funny. Maybe maybe Stephen Motlop was doing it on purpose. (laughs) So her name is Justine Kish, K-I-S-H, if you want to have a look. This is about the only time I'll ever say this in my life, but that shit is delicious. <laughs> well, I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> and she did lose the match too. Oh. But it was, you know what, she gave it her all. She left it all out there. <laughs> she left it all out there on the mat. Literally. Oh, I'm uh, she she le- left nothing within herself. No fuel in the tank. <laughs> at least she was wearing black shorts. <laughs> oh, so funny. Could have played for yeah. Hawthorne. Could have worn Hawthorne shorts. <laughs> she could. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Oh, imagine <laughs> being the fighter for the next fight. You just put their face in it or something. <laughs> Don't choke hold them, just rub their face in it. <laughs> Warning graphic content. <laughs> just a picture of poo. <laughs> we are highbrow. <laughs> Tackling the big issues. That leaves myself all penal. I'm going to have uh, tears for the soccer. And I'm not talking about that fucking random tournament that they got going on in Russia at the moment. I'm talking about the soccer that's being played on AFL grounds across the country the last couple of weeks with everyone now fucking diving and going to ground in order to win free kicks and get other players suspended. It's just not a, not a good look for the game. And I thought we were above this as uh, civilised players of uh, Australian rules football. But uh, unfortunately, a few uh, unprecedented dives over the last couple of weeks have uh, destroyed the fabric of the, of the game that we know and love and made it practically indistinguishable from that fucking round ball sport and the Brazilian and Italian diving teams that have won so much fame over the past few decades is that you damien martin <laughs> uh it's not but if it was damien martin then uh surely a uh perfectly timed insult referencing an incident three years before you were born <laughs> would be appropriate i'm actually surprised with what penal's pick this week i'm being honest mm. well i thought he would go for ryan burton mm, burton with the with the nice goal i mean clearly our game mattered despite anyone <laughs> attempting to uh say anything to the contrary so i'm sure we will come back to uh ryan burton besides that would be that would be too obvious i've got goo and there are a lot of things football will talk about this week, but I've got goo for something from another sport, which this is the time to do it. And I've got cricket goo. I have ICC goo. Ireland, Afghanistan getting <laughs> test status. I love it. Long time coming. And, and all of us with all that heritage can support a second. <laughs> I was laughing, but now you can't And myself and Gornage and NL and Dan as well. And, you know, if, there's a lot of Irish people in the Bay who are very pleased with that news. So that's my goo. Did you know that that woman's not the first one to shit herself? (laughs) (laughs) There's been two others, but one of the others was a dude and it just kept coming out and put him in his shorts as he was walking around. (laughs) I'm dead. We're going to go. Not to the toilet. Let's go to the recap. We'll begin with probably, in my opinion, the lulziest result of the season so far in the way that it played out. This was the worst finish I think a team's had since Richmond lost to the Suns in the Carmichael Hunt game. This was the unlosable with three minutes to go. And yet Essendon, some Tanahur even took what should have been a match-saving mark and they still lost. Yeah, the, like they, they fucking called it on the commentary at the time saying it was fucking Leo Barry-esque. But uh, yeah, pretty sure. The only similarities between fucking Leo Barry and Joe Danaher is that Sydney won both games. <laughs> it was it was so cooked that even fucking Kenny went home. Like, he did a runner with about three minutes to go in disgust. So he, he, he'd given up. He chucked in the towel. He chucked the spray jacket or whatever 
it is that he wears to every game. So you're saying a Swans fan was plastic? I was saying he was a bandwagoner, yeah. He did not want to see him lose, and then lo and behold, he was resurrected when it was time to sing the song. Did they go and like chase him down on, like, <laughs> on the street or something? Or had he, if he'd like, already gotten into a cab or a bus or something? Well, he wouldn't have been him. moving too quickly, so it probably wouldn't have taken much to find him. Seriously, though, that's, that's a pretty piss-poor effort from someone who's meant to be a spiritual fucking... Lucky charm, I guess you could call him. I mean, yeah, he's like their fucking mascot or something. Yeah, like, he, he, imagine he's if, a imagine yeah. if the the Carlton fucking gimp or Brian <laughs> the Lion was caught running away from a game early. Yeah, I'm just going to say the other thing I remember about Kenny. I think it's like post 2012 Grand Final. He was in the middle of the song and oh, his so face cringe. was redder than the shirt and he looked like he was about to have an aneurysm. Ha- no, nah, ha- he was just red because Hannah's probably gave him some of the good stuff. This is going to reference something that I guess might come up again later, and Morgs did reference it before we talked, but after the game's been won, I'd rather have Rob Lowe in the circle singing the song than fucking Kenny. Rob Lowe once, <laughs> than Kenny every fucking week. I'm sorry, you'd wear that once, but that guy there is just... It's fucking full cringe every week. But, uh, I'd rather have Rob Lowe every week than Kenny once. <laughs> Does he even have a job at the club or what? But he's a mascot. Yeah, well, fucking most, most cheer squad people don't, and he is, I assume, no different. Do we have any more on Kenny? We might come back to him. There's a reason, though. There's a big reason that all the mistakes were made and Joe Danaher didn't take the match-saving mark and everything that went into that. But it still might not have mattered were it not for Brendan Goddard. Well, that was highly embarrassing and highly amusing. He out-Richmond, Richmond. He out-North, North. It's now a Goddard. Like, I'm trying to think of someone who's fucked up a game that bad. That was worse than Daniel Kerr kicking across goals in that grand final. And we know how bad that was. I can't think of a greater fuck-up at the end of a game for a long time. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one like I, Lindsay Thomas can, earlier I this can. year fucking Clint, up twice. Clinton Young, once for us, once for Collingwood. Oh, when he slipped in like 2012 and then did some oh. stupid shit. I think Kai versus Gold Coast. Oh, yes, I remember Collingwood Gold Coast. But that being said, in that grand final when he slipped in the Hawthorne grand final, there was time for Hawthorne to win that back. This was literally the last moment. Like, Goddard just had to fucking kick it out to space, get it over the boundary line, and then hang back in the patch of grass and point. Like, it was it was tailor-made for a seagull, that situation. And he... Well, I mean, he had the, he had the right idea, like, but it just fucking couldn't execute it. Like, whether it was just too slow getting out of the square or whatever, but just couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. He, he tried to bite off more than he could chew. It's like, it's, it's like, it's like the, the Lewis Hamilton of AFL. It was hilarious. And then uh, apparently he someone said he yelled at one of his teammates up the ground <laughs> after, he, after it got smothered. It's like, fucking, you're still the guy who kicked it into the bloody man on the mark. You can't yell at your teammates anymore. No. One of the things that did amuse me about this, though, is that when the kick came out from Rampy and Ron marked it, like, he was just... He was in a guaranteed goal spot, but they were celebrating and hugging before he even kicked the goal. Like this is this is still Gary Rowan we're talking about here. Well, he he, he, could, he could have done a Shannon Grant or something. Yeah, I know he was. I know he was. Grant was like just outside the square, but still, like you can you can hit the post from okay. inside the square on this. Josh get too flat, then they'd look really stupid. Not as stupid as Rowan, but I remember uh, Kyle Cheney once. He he got a, a fifty meter penalty once and got marched to the goal line and then slammed it into the post and so I was hope- hoping for a repeat like to be like a Ranger thing or something but 
not to be. It was a weird sort of game. Like, goals came in droves, and then all of a sudden, as soon as it looked like Essen had it pinched. I mean, they kicked seven goals in a row. There's, yeah. like, no way you thought that Sydney could get back into it. But And then and then the way it, it just thought, happened yeah. like that. It was just like, it's not like they even arm wrestled with him. They they basically stole it. They came from nowhere. Like, Longmire's reaction is dead set classic. He couldn't believe what he'd seen. He'd probably fucking given up as well. I reckon, just... I reckon he had. He was already thinking... He, he, was, he, writing, he, was, he was writing the post-game sort of yeah, loser speech. Rehearsing his press conference answers. And then he had to come up with something else. Like, his, his reaction was probably, oh, fuck, Kenny's going to be in the rooms now. Um, that's that's, that's what that Brian. face was. Roaming. Oh well, roaming Brian. Let's go to roaming. Anyone Brian. got Rob Lowe's number? <laughs> Can we discuss the the massive sook over the fact that roaming Brian wasn't allowed? Like it's very Sydney who refused to indulge in the dogs banner banter because that's not what we do as a club because we're humorless and dull. But I got to admit, it is pretty funny the sooking from Channel Seven that Brian Taylor wasn't allowed to walk around like a cockhead in their rooms. It's just like, yeah, you know what? I wouldn't want Brian Taylor either walking around asking me dumb questions, you know. And, you know, he did call Harry Taylor a big poofter once and, you know, it is the Sydney Swans, so maybe they're still a bit it, sore it, over it, that. He'd be fucking blacklisted in that <laughs> city. Matt um, Finnis will have to comment on it. But w- what do we feel about the roaming Brian ban? I mean, I, I say this as someone who's normally a Brian Taylor fan. The roaming Brian thing just doesn't quite hit the mark for me. But do you believe that the Swans are perfectly within their rights to ban Brian Taylor just because they think he's a tool? Or does being the broadcaster allow them a certain level of access? Well, didn't didn't we get fined once or something for covering up one of the Channel 7 cameras in our rooms? Someone was that us? Was it you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it. I guess like if they're the broadcaster, they would be entitled to certain access and whatever agreements they have. I guess you have to hold up. I don't think roaming Brian's quite in the agreement. But, I, I, I'm not sure if uh, roaming Brian is specifically in the broadcaster deal, the contract that they it's like line item. $200 million over five years set aside for roaming Brian. <laughs> boy, oh boy, wowee. But nothing else on that game? Goddard choked. He shat himself and lost. It was one of the one of the craziest results, and it couldn't have happened to a better team. And, yeah, Buddy kicking 06 as well. <laughs> this is a guy who's averaged six goals a game against Essendon over his career, or something like that was the stat. 59 in his last 10, I think. And then you get fucking dealt a massive advantage when he decides to have an off day and kick 06, and you still can't win. Yep. There was no other players in that game we wanted to talk about as being particularly shit or... Well, Joe Watson's cooked. You can mention that. He can't kick at 35 metres anymore. Like, I don't know what's changed from uh, 2012. <laughs> hmm. Seems a bit fatter as well. And next we'll go to... Well, this game was a... Both teams had a lot to prove out of this one. Melbourne had to prove they were the real deal. West Coast had to prove that, you know, that they're still worth being counted as a contender and Melbourne certainly made a statement they made it very late they made it fairly flukish but they made it all the same and it was a pretty good game actually Drew Petrie kicked four (laughs) normally in the past that would mean Melbourne aren't playing finals so we'll keep an eye on that (laughs) just in case they do find a way to fall in the hole from here we can always say that we saw it coming in round 14 (laughs) can bump uh, boy dogs (laughs) 
Tom McDonald kick five. I mean, probably a point for the Eagles not making finals. That mm, that's almost like um some of the players that have been allowed to kick bags against the Dogs this year or last year. So yeah, that's that's got to be concerning though. It's like if they move McGovern up forward, which they did, they expose themselves horribly down back. Anything else out of this game? Look, Clayton Oliver tried to ruin it as best he could. It's a dive. You know what pisses me off? You know what really pisses me off about this? Schofield got a week after the bullshit that everybody got off on last week. Like, Schofield gets two down to one, and all those other cunts' names last week Mm. got off. And it's just like, are you kidding me? Like, take staging out of it. It's just the MRP grading is pathetic. Didn't we call it? We, like, said next week you're going to have a non-big-name player who's going to be in a very minor incident, and he's going to cop a week. I don't see how that can happen. I hope he challenges. Oh, um, you've, you've got to, for the good of the game. Like, hmm. how often in an MRP situation do you find that all of the fucking football community is behind the player or the club doing a challenge and saying, you know, this is wrong, you've got to stand up and challenge. Like, even with the, the Selwood one, last week you had a couple bleeding heart fucking Joel Selwood cocksuckers saying he, should, he shouldn't have been rubbed out. We don't want to see players go for that. Nah, it's fucking, it's, they're dumb, but you have those people. Everyone except fucking Melbourne supporters is saying this is wrong. Scopus got a challenge. And Clayton Oliver's too busy trying to save his own face. So, oh no, but I didn't expect him to hit me. So that's why I dropped like a sack of shit. So he's not—he can't even play the acted card at the tribunal because um, he's locked himself in with the other story. This has to be overturned. And once again, the staging rule comes up again. What's the point? They haven't I mean, even find anyone, have they, or suspended anyone? It's like we know, it's like the AFLs just seems so shit scared, saying, "Oh, you have young gun player competitions diving." Oh, we can't suspend him. It's like we all fucking know what he did. A couple, a couple of players did get fined a few years back, but I reckon it's been a while. Like when it was new, a few players got fined, but ever since, it's just been like this forgotten rule, sort of. And it comes mm. up and when like, stuff, some, and they don't act. Well, someone dug up the ruling of why the staging rule is in the game, and one of the reasons why you're not allowed to stage as per the rules is because it could incite a melee if you go to ground and exaggerate contact and that's exactly what it did at half time you got fucking Clayton F. Kennedy going down and (laughs) (laughs) and all the fucking Eagles and Demons players just pile on and I mean why even have the rule if if that's the clear scenario that was the fucking dream opening that they've probably been waiting for to say right we need to stamp this out of the game it's like the Tom Hawkins one it's the fucking presented on a silver platter one it was textbook let's stamp this out of the game but they didn't take the opportunity and it's going to happen again next week as a result like with the jumper punches the AFL and the MRP they've mackied it so you're, you're saying he wasn't sniped so much by Schofield as he was sniped by someone on the grassy knoll or in the book depository? He was sniped by fucking a brisk wind that was uh, generated by the speed of Schofield's arm moving through the air. And, and we all know how much uh, wind can uh, bowl you over. Clayton Oliver should um, take up wrestling, maybe. Anything else on that game? Maybe he should uh, take up UFC and get into a ring with that uh, Juliet Kinch or whatever her name was because, I mean, well, he's, he's, he's proven quite clearly that uh, he eats shit. <laughs> 
what about the, his Twitter exchange with Damien Martin, which I feel is I feel Martin's perfectly within his rights to call him out. Like I don't mind the sledge back, except that it's just like, yeah, does Oliver actually know that story, or is that sort of something that someone Melbourne's Twitter banter club told him to say? I assume he googled it and mm. just said, ah, this would be a ripping insult. Who is Damien but... Martin? <laughs> Like when Martin retired, Oliver would have been like what twelve. This <laughs> is like okay, he's not Ricky Ponting. He was a handy cricketer, but he's not wasn't a household name. That being said, we did say a week ago we like the banter. There should be more of it, but this was sort of this is a banter though. This is fucking shit banter. Throwing pebbles at a tank like Jose would be better than Oliver. Oh, it makes no sense. Like why would you go after the guy? Like I mean, Paul, if you if you've got a guy like. Wayne Carey, who's been consistently in the news for a lot of the wrong reasons since he retired, and say Wayne Carey's the one calling you out, you hit back with this fucking, at least I went to ground, but so did your girlfriend. You could, you could, go, you could go with something like that, you know? If it's Wayne Carey calling you out, but don't pick a fight with Damien Martin for no reason. Like, don't know who he is. Anything else out of this game? Melbourne, it was pretty impressive win for them on the road. They did it gone back, but no Jones. So, you know, it's concerning about... West Coast are genuinely concerning, though, right now, I'd say. If you were Simpson, you'd have to be concerned. Because they can't win on the road, really. They can't win on the road. They can't really reliably win without Kennedy. I mean, the only reason they beat Geelong was fucking... Because Jack Darling went beast mode for once, but... How reliably can you count on him to do that? Their yeah, midfield seems slow as well. Prudus, I hate to say it, but the great man finally might be cooked. Well, he's got another year. They gave him a contract extension. Do they play him? Like, or do they let their fucking Brownlow medalist sit in the waffle? That's the dilemma that they face, and no doubt will be the discussion of a uh, 100-page thread on the West Coast board. Maybe they can trade him to Hawthorne for pick 88, trade their Brownlow medalist there. Yeah. Not biting it. <laughs> well, the way the way Horst got, I'd probably trade Luke Hodge for Prittis. It's great that fucking Clayton Oliver is becoming a vastly disliked player now, especially after the old unprecedented shit that we all had to sit through. The dislike for him, for a player of his age, is unprecedented. Rather amusing. Yeah. Has anyone has anyone fucking copped it this hard in their second season? Tom Boyd. Well, Jack Watts. Yeah. Tom Boyd, yeah. But probably the we only didn't one. really hate Boyd, though. You don't normally cop it this badly for pl- yeah. when you're playing this well. <laughs> like, he's actually playing reasonable football, but he's diving, and he's got Melbourne supporters talking him up like he's God's gift to fucking... Well, is it that he's unprecedented, really. And it's just, like, fucking steady on. Yeah, like, fucking... If I were to start a thread saying, is Ryan Burton the best player to ever come out of South Australia, then pretty sure everyone next week is going to hate Ryan Burton. But I've just kind of eased up on it when I'm not on here. And so that people have the opportunity to grow into their love for Ryan Burton himself and uh, not rely on me to point it out for them. The only other thing I noticed was Lewis Jetta played a reasonable game, but he fucked it for him at the end. He could have iced that game. Put him 22 points up, I think it was. He was too busy looking at the clock and worrying about the clock, and I don't know if he got rushed or if he was just... But it shows that, obviously, the um, the, the Dixon thing a few weeks ago has had an impact. Good segue, Penal. Oh, yeah, fucking masterful. Next game, game that was probably the match of the round, and uh, 
mighty Hawks reviving their season with a stirring win over the overrated Crowbots. The Crows are concerning right now. That forward line did not click at all. And uh, whoever talked up Rory Sloan this last week, don't know if it was on here or in a thread on the bay or somewhere, but someone must have talked him up because it was useless again. All criticisms that were there are still there. The midfield is in genuine trouble. Like They hold up okay down back. Their forward line's fairly potent if it gets in there, but if the midfield doesn't do shit, like, fucking even Hawthorne can beat them. And it's not like... Hawthorne didn't even really play that well. Like, it was sort of a scrappy affair. I think Bruce, Gunston, Roughhead had, like, one goal between them, so... It's not like we were firing on all cylinders. No, but you did enough to stay with them and then come over the top, and they just barely had an answer. It was the Hawks' youth that really did a job with, like, Hardwick, Burton. Yeah, but, I mean, Ryan Burton. He's probably going to finish his career as the best player to come out of South Australia. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way up front. And, well, really, really... Hang on, hang on, hang on. No, you are forgetting Clive Waterhouse. He was a South Australian. He came from the real Port Adelaide, not the franchise one, but the real one. So, Clive Waterhouse, then Ryan Burton, I think you'll find penal. Yeah, he's, he's, well, he's got, he's got a fair... He's got a way to go to overtake old Clivey in the uh, Calpiro Stakes. So, wait, wait, Hawthorne no, still nothing. have to name their mascot make or design their mascot in... Burns likeness for him to even get there. We'll probably fucking change our name next year to the Hawthorne Spiders or something. <laughs> the Spiders? <laughs> no, because there are only three clubs in the competition with mascots made out of people. There's the Carlton Gimp and there's Clive Waterhouse in Freo and of course there's Kenny. So, yeah, Hawthorne could join that club if they really wanted. Anything else out of this game? Ricky Henderson played well. Well, really, really odd sentence. What, what we owe this game to we owe this win to adelaide's fantastic list management because really they let us win this because they decided to instead of picking up local adelaide boy ryan burton with their first round pick, they picked some guy named tom doadio or something uh tom doady gets like, drafted before burton yeah it's like the one or two picks before, and how? Uh, I don't know. Has Tom Doty even played a game yet? Who is this guy? No. Apparently, he's a Geelong local who was drafted purely to spite Geelong because of the Dangerfield thing. And no. if the people on the Crows border to be, be believed, he's likely to be seeking a trade back to Geelong at the end of the year, probably for like pick 70 or something. Yeah, well, that's he a James Aish trade. Showed anything. But it's, yeah, he's, he's the new Aish. And another, another thing is obviously Cookie mentioned him, Ricky Henderson, delisted by the Crows. Yeah, okay, he's not a superstar, he's not Ryan Burton, but still, decent player. Plays his 100th game against the Crows, kicks two clutch last quarter goals, and uh, basically gives the, uh, the finger to his old club. And being his 100th game, I have no doubt that he was chaired off. <laughs> And of course, what all the what all the Adelaide fans really like to forget is uh, Tim O'Brien, who also had two goals. He was another South Australian boy who Adelaide Adelaide was set on drafting him with their first rounder, but then they lost that first rounder because they decided to illegally pay a guy named Kurt Tippett out. Penal came prepared this week. Well, it just shows you the fucking whole Kurt Tippett trade. It just keeps keeps delivering the goods to everyone who is not an Adelaide or Sydney supporter. <laughs> Nothing else on that game? Nope. 
Well, there was a mention of Tom Doty and Geelong, and we will go to that game next, which six goals up, 19 men, Fremantle Dockers, down at the cheat ground, and Ross Lyon parks the bus. Well, what else is going to happen? We expected this, really. Not quite like this, though. And they still could have have pinched it. They were brave. Brave? That Sean Darcy guy looked decent, like a replacement to that Los Angeles, I think. If he ever retires, really. Keep playing until I have to wheel him out in a wheelchair. Speaking (laughs) of wheelchairs, Selwood going off in the first minute. Look, I hate to say it, but after last week, if Selwood was out of that game and misses next week with concussion, is that karma for the MRP squibbing it? I'll say yes. Mm, I I noticed the um, scripted game thread got a, a bump after that, so it's entirely possible that this entire scenario was set up like you've got Hayden Ballantyne brought back into the side plays his first game of the year he's clearly an AFL plant who was sent to take Selwood out of the game but you can't have him be suspended because that would affect his uh, Brownlow eligibility so don't 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 think I can't don't think I can't see what you're doing AFL Illuminati people very flat earth of you. Anything, anything else out of this game? How about Chris Scott? He turned up the cringe factor in the box this week to 11. He was, oh, was way so more amazing. animated way more animated than normal over free kicks and then at the end my god he, he was Brett Ratton-esque with the cheerleading and the it was ridiculous oh. someone who should have sprayed him with water so down it was so shit <laughs> fucking hell he was more amped up than fucking Kenny in the <laughs> circle after a game you, you're meant to be an AFL coach act like an adult not like a fucking Scott brother <laughs> Are we even surprised at this point, though? No. Well, I'm surprised that he had another gear to this. Well, he's like fucking Longmire has stolen my clown face. <laughs> How can I reply? How can I pick it up a notch? Anything else out of this game? It was funny, but he was still not the biggest choke of the weekend. And that's surprising. This would be like laugh after laugh after laugh. Fred up to Fred, but it's just not good enough. We've been spoilt this week. But they they could have pinched it like Walter's Walter's shot at the end. Like the disappointment as that missed and the siren goes. It was like that fucking Ballantine point all yeah. over again. <laughs> Except he didn't think he kicked it. Let's go to there's one more close game. Oh, the the dogs fell in against North. Which I didn't see any of this game really except the last couple of minutes. But what have we got out of this game? Sean Higgins did a Dixon and he took too long. I think generally had a uh, shit game all around from what I uh, can see, from what I did see. I did lol at Ben Brown thinking he'd won the game. <laughs> Playing on that <laughs> and kicking that goal after the free kick was given against him. Like, <laughs> just going on and on. It took a while for him to twig to the fact of that. I'd say a pretty, pretty harsh shifty uh, to give because at that stage of the game... You think you've kicked the winning goal, the crowd's going bananas, and no doubt he would not have been able to uh, to hear the whistle. But yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Sean Higgins is a uh, another AFL plant who obviously threw the game against his old side, and obviously the uh, the free kick bulldogs. Why would uh, Sean Higgins back in the plant? Because aren't the umpires already plants for the dogs? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, the umpires nearly couldn't get it done. So, <laughs> thank goodness, like, Plan thank B. goodness, like, it was fucking, forget 25 versus 22. They had to have it be 26-21 out there. 
And they still only got over the line by a point. The fact that the umpire in charge, like the controlling umpire in that area of the ground didn't call play on, but the guy 40 metres away right next to Drake Stringer did, is evidence as to why nobody reacted. Ridiculous situation. Ridiculously umpire. I haven't seen the call. What, what happened? So the guy that called play on was the umpire, not the controlling umpire, the umpire 40 metres away who was staring right near Jake Stringer. So Jake Stringer was the only person who heard it, and that's why he chased him. No one else acted. Was it the 30-second thing? Yeah, the 30-second oh. thing. But because within the la- in the last however many minutes, the, the quarter in the game or whatever, it's not on the scoreboard. Let's face it, Plugger's right about the dogs. If you I- watch that game, you can't genuinely walk away and go, that was an evenly umpired game. Because it just yeah. wasn't. Just on the decision, the play-on call and the umpire call, that reminded me of uh, something... I forgot about from the Essendon Swans game, the one-point margin and James Kelly's rush behind, which we all know the rules, don't we? Does anybody here think that wasn't a behind? Good one at quarter time. Yeah, quarter time or half time, something like that. Yeah, that was a point. Yeah. like Correctly, but yeah. Just fucking double fist it. Like, what are you doing? Just keep it in play. But then Eddie Maguire went full retard on Fox footy after the game. Couldn't understand why that is a rush behind, but a mark that gets taken over. The line isn't, which... Has anyone actually... Has anyone noticed that Eddie's lost a bit of weight recently? Yeah, a bit. 15 kilos. Yeah, like a shit ton. It's all come from his brain. Hey, he's on a soup diet, the poor hungry bastard. He's what? He's on a soup diet. The soup diet. Like a, a juice cleanse or whatever. Poor guy hasn't eaten a solid in ages. <laughs> oh, no, he, he's had a cucumber. This is what Triple M said anyway. Sorry, I just wanted to mention that. Back to Dogs North. Anything else on this game? North, unlucky. Oh, unlucky. Jesus I left at quarter time to go to work and in the second quarter I was listening to the Triple M coverage and Fev gave Jared Waite quite a few whacks. <laughs> Such as? Oh, I, I thought it would blow up because at the time, like when he said it during the coverage, everyone kind of stopped talking and went, whoa. He said that he fades out of the game more and he fades more than he fades into it. And then he goes, Well I played with him, I can say that <laughs> and everyone else just kind of went, Oh okay. This is what we asked for though, isn't it? Last week. Yeah, Less bullshit, more honesty. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's fair enough. At least they, at least they probably fucking. Well, they have obviously. They played together. They've met each other. Not like fucking uh, <laughs> I mean, Oliver and Martin. Exactly what you want from your ex players. Some insight into the players that they've played with. Yeah. And the Adams yeah. thing and the Melbourne thing. That's what you want. That too. You don't want players having to go at cricketers who they don't even fucking know and who they weren't even alive to see play. So shut up. Clayton Oliver, you fucking diving idiot. Sorry. Just my opinion. Did Fev say anything else? Uh, I can't remember what else he said. It it had the commentators going, ooh. That's not a goo chug. What's going on? Yeah, might be a bit bit more in that that we'll talk about later, but obviously it didn't come up because it's not what screwed him. He'll be a fish to fry. The dogs just seem to have a real knack for getting uh, getting lucky in close games over the last two years. Must be nice to have that sort of luck on your side. 
for a long time. Real quick, I just wanted to go back to Luke Hodge being mic'd up for the Thursday night game. Did anyone else think that was cringeworthy as fuck? I reckon when the players get a mic, I reckon they do turn it up a lot. I reckon Luke Hodge is like that every week. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Wink, wink, yeah. Thank he you, Bruce. Loves to like, he probably is like that every week, but I reckon when they're mic'd up, he does, every play does turn it up a bit. Eh, I kind of don't see the point of it, because half the time they're just speaking standard shit, like, yeah. Gibbo, Gibbo, go there. And it's just a lot of pointing involving. It's perfect for Goddard, really. I would have liked to have that on Friday night. <laughs> Imagine if Goddard was mic'd up when he's, like, cursing out his teammates down the field. But also just on the free kick shit about the dogs, multiple clubs are now approaching the AFL and asking questions about the dogs' free kick numbers. Let's move on to well and truly in the games that don't matter now. Port beat a bottom 10 side. Are we surprised? No. This game was literally some shit players, some average players, some pretty good players, and Robbie Gray, who really was the difference. He was He appeared to be a class above every other player out on the ground on the day. Like, no one else wanted to step up to that level. Well, was he literally was. He literally was the difference. Yeah, I mean. well, he, 20 and 5. So, yeah, he had a pretty good game. But some of the goals he kicked were just like... <sighs> no, he, he was good. Anything else out of this? Pal Pepper was really getting in Pendlebury's face. Oh, well, like, Pendles wouldn't fucking... have liked that. He would have tried to get as far <laughs> away as possible, I would have thought. <laughs> and Jeremy House would shit in all Australian. Yeah, so should Grundy. I think he closed that door against... um. Paddy Ryder, who I guess is his nearest competitor. We had uh, Cam Pedersen. I mean, he was <laughs> instrument, <laughs> well, <laughs> instrumental in the Melbourne's win. He wasn't. And in the right goal. Gorn was back, the real number. Like They've done a Harry Taylor at Melbourne. They've oh. taken their All-Australian in another position and played him forward for structure. The same with Harry Taylor at Geelong. Grundy took some magnificent marks. How were the Bronxies for Darcy Moore again? Oh, mate, did I get mad. And then he, dr- and he drills it. And then he drills it from 50 metres. Oh, he's 21 years old. Oh, <laughs> oh, seriously, I, I am no, all no, for giving no, everyone no, shit. No, Go for it. Like, but hit the ones who deserve it. Don't hit the kids who are trying. He is undersized for his position. He has no he help. A num- he has no help. He's a number one forward. Yeah. And he's 21. He's doing the best he can. And he has some what? shit delivery Why? as well. well. And exactly right. He has shit delivery week after week after week. The kid's trying. I was at that game with another neutral, and we couldn't believe it before he kicked that um, goal, that he was getting the Bronx cheers. It's just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me, right? As soon as, when he, even when he kicked the first goal, it was that impressive. I, I, I stood up and overhead clapped. I was like, I'm not going to be held down by you assholes. He deserves better than the support he can. If he goes seven or eight seasons, and he turns into a vicary, That's and odd. he's shit in a number of years' time, then by all means, give him hell. But right now, he's been asked to carry too big a load for his age and point of his career, and yeah, some guys deserve it. Like Vickery. He's not, he's not, he's not trying, and, or he's just not good. He's got the skill, he's got the ability, and he is putting in effort, but he's limited in his capacity to achieve greatness at the moment by the fact he's surrounded by fucking potatoes and the fact that he's too small. I was literally about to say that. I don't think Richmond supporters really started bronxing Vickery till about two or three years ago when he'd well and truly had enough time to start to show more, you know? like. 
<laughs> more. See, like, if, yeah, if, and in that case, Darcy Moore needs to be at that point. And even then, he's still far more up against it to get the fucking Bronx cheers. It took uh, took Vickery, what, three or four years at, uh, at Richmond and <laughs> three, uh, three or four games at Hawthorne. <laughs> No, but if you're a Collingwood supporter and you listen to this and you boo him, I'm coming for you. Your animals, I hate you. Let's move on. Richmond won fairly ugly against Carlton. There's not much out of this game except perhaps Basher Hooley, which he's straight to the tribunal, so he's he's copped it as well. Like, it was a bad hit, obviously, but, you know, that that goes straight to the tribunal the week after the other things. So they've certainly they've certainly <laughs> shifted focus this week. It was worth it, though. Like, uncharacteristic from him because I can't really remember him doing anything dirty well it's ramadan man you're not you when you're hungry <laughs> oh, but it ended you probably haven't had a chance lamb. to eat yet it wasn't good but yeah maybe the secret to fucking beating richmond is to draft a guy named pork and then holy won't go near him <laughs> there was nothing else out of this game it was liam jones went back to being liam jones <laughs> i was like yeah. Oh, yeah finally gets to play on someone who's not you know, still young like the other two, and all of a sudden, oh, he's back to being Liam Jones. Cruiser could make All-Australian Ruckman doubt he will do. Seriously, why is the position of All-Australian Ruckman coveted now just because we've got one guy in it? Why don't you all just back off? Stop trying to give it to everybody else. He sat on someone's head this week. Give him the gold. He's no Cam Patterson, though. Oh. Yeah, I mean, fucking. him to the cleaners, but no, no. Yeah, I mean, Cam Pedersen has fucking other people sit on his head. <laughs> Move on to St Kilda, Gold Coast. I only can think of one thing out of this game. Cookie, do you have anything? When you kick the ball between the big sticks, you get six points, am I right? Well, is this an AFLX question? No, this is a normal <laughs> question. Okay. Yeah, you do. Oh, uh, good. Can you go down to the St Kilda and tell those fuckers to, to put it through the big sticks? Because they're really struggling with that. Or maybe if Nick Revolt went back and kicked set shots. Like, how do you not learn this by now? You only play he on if there's free. no one there. I mean, Jake Carlisle had the hardest set shot. He's just like, I'll casually step around and put it through, you know? Yeah, that's because you don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's so much easier to do those things when you just don't yeah, care. Yeah, it's like th- this set shot Look at Jared fucked. Brennan. <laughs> That guy gave no shits, and he could do all kinds of stuff. Uh, Albana had a reference to Gary Ablett on it. Oh, yeah, but he didn't even play. <laughs> he made a banner for a guy who didn't play. They had to oh, change yeah. it like the last minute or something. Oh, Jason Kilda never changed. It was more like banter at him, but still, come on. It's like, don't put another player on a fucking banner. <laughs> now we're going to murder your son. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, I won't repeat the first part because it's factually incorrect. In your opinion. <laughs> it's not okay. You peddle alternative facts. Let's move to the other expansion team, Giant Skeed. There is only one thing out of this game. Apparently Nick Maxwell was once again guarding space. So it'll be interesting to see if anything comes of this. But Source Merritt apparently lost his shit on the radio over it. I did not see a single second of this game. Neither did I. I only saw the replays of Mumford cleaning up Beams off the ball. Beams is injured again, and but I think the, I don't think this one's going to be quad strikes. Well, I think I think Mumford is like Hayden Ballantyne. Mumford is an AFL plant that was uh, <laughs> sent sent through to uh, take out Beams under the illusion of an 
injury. <laughs> I think there's nothing more on that. So we'll go to the talking points and let's talk about AFL plants and injuries. So what's the AFL plant for Jager O'Meara penal? Mm, no, I think his knees are just fucked. <laughs> Are you willing to? Are you willing to concede that that one is absolutely fucked? That trade. Look, I guess we we thought we could play God and heal his knees or something. That explains the trade. And yeah, un, un, unless either unless we somehow sneak into eighth and win the flag, or unless there was a secret uh, clause in the trade to get us Billings <laughs> at the end of this year, I think we've lost on that trade. Well, I can't believe you thought you could play God with his knees. Like, if, if anyone's going to play God with his knees, it's fucking the Gold Coast Suns. So we didn't if they listen. couldn't do it, you're not going to. If yeah, Jesus couldn't heal him, you've got no chance. Cochran and their medical department tried to tell us we didn't listen. Oh, you didn't even listen to Tony Cockbrain. How could you be so stupid? <laughs> You got done in by Cockbrain. You got Cockbrain. <laughs> You're up there with Koshies. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, like, Gold Coast Cockbrain, ended up... Cockbrain's the best. He's a master troll. He trolled the Hawks. He's trolled Koshy. Actually, he's, he, he's, he's trolled his own club, I think, at the end, because he ended up accepting a worse deal than oh, what we initially offered. Look, look, look at the Gold Coast being no, shifted it was, now. Hang on. It, except it was, they don't have a player with no knees. Yeah, and no, still it was got just obviously St Kilda. St Kilda bent us over like, because oh. they'll get, you know, pick five or something. I'm, I'm really but, enjoying the shifting of the Gold Coast this week that all no, the Hawthorne supporters I'm, are going, oh, yeah, but Gold Coast didn't win out of the deal either. It's just like, uh, oh. oh. Yeah, that's we're not the only losers out of this deal. Gold Coast lost too because they rejected <laughs> a better deal. But if they get a player that has at least one knee, they're better than <laughs> I mean, it's objectively true, though. Like, St Kilda are laughing all the way to the bank. And so but... Gold Coast. Yeah, but how, how, how St Kilda ever got included in that, I've just got no fucking idea. We walked up <laughs> to Hawthorne Billings. and said, we'll give you our pick 10. What are you giving us? We'll give you our pick 10 and Jack. <laughs> please, 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 please. <laughs> you can get Jack Loney. How about that? Still be better than what they got. I'll tell you what, we'll get we'll get Jager O'Meara to change his name to Jack O'Meara, and then we'll do a straight <laughs> swap for the carton. See, only you could fuck that up by picking their worst player that's never going to play again, McCartan. Fuck. Well, I, I, I could have said fucking Nathan Freeman, Morgs. <laughs> hey, Cookie, where's Nathan Freeman? <laughs> He's played the most games of any like. Year he's had in the AFL system. He's how many? How many senior ones? How many? How many AFL games has he played in his career? Not yet, but just patience. <laughs> the guy's twenty-eight. You're fucking, fucking idiot. Tom Dodie's going to play an AFL game before this. <laughs> <laughs> he's building yeah, I... It's All good for the freezer. He'll come in, win a Norm Smith. Bob's your uncle. You're a fucking but idiot. On, on, on McCartan, it's alright because the... he, he can win a Norm Smith, but he'll never win a Premiership. <laughs> so, do you really reckon McCartan's Sort of cooked or concussions are enough to be laughed at. He apparently didn't get concussed, but he is where apparently we could trade him to Geelong. That's what they need. More yeah. shit tools. Yeah, I was thinking that for draft picks that they don't have. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe they can get Hawthorne's first round pick. Ma- oh, hang on. <laughs> maybe they can trade their next year's first round pick for the fourth year in a row. <laughs> <laughs> he got pick 21 for Stanley, so we'll never know. <laughs> but what did you do with pick 21? Where's he? Uh, Achilles, then he got a toe injury. Mm-hmm. St Kilda's medical room really needs to be looked at. Can't get anyone on yeah, the bar. 
everything that fucking comes into contact with that cob is fucked. Like, I mean, <laughs> we, we got we got picked ten off them, sent it to the Gold Coast, for <laughs> and and now pick. look what's happened to us. It's the tainted pick. The tainted we gave you Ben McAvoy, then you won two flags. Yeah, but he he. The, oh, I figured out how we fucking fix O'Meara. We fix him with the power of BT. Well, we. Anything else on O'Meara? Got Let's cochran. go to the news out of today, Glen Archer. Oh boy, what do we got on Glen Archer punching on with a runner or was it a boundary umpire? Opposition runner, apparently. Opposition runner. Was he guarding space like Nick Maxwell? So apparently he jumped the fence because an umpire touched a player. But how did he hit the runner? <laughs> Why do people ever think it's okay to enter their football field? It's not. Yeah, it's like, just like I don't care how many fucking times you won shin boner of the century, mate. <laughs> Get off the fucking ground. It's potential to inside a melee. <laughs> you can't just go onto the ground because you're Glen Archer. Like, <laughs> it doesn't fucking work like that. I mean, only BT can do that with Wandering Brian. Oh, no, only just, not I'm, in Sydney. You're right. Like, what does possess him to think that he can be the man to jump the fence and break up the fucking whatever the hell it was? Must be a North culture thing. I mean, look at uh, look at obviously Alistair Clarkson <laughs> who was for, forged in the fires of North's terrible uh, woman beating culture and uh, decided to abuse an umpire. It's like how Liam Jarrett dished out the old traditional justice on Cousin Basil. North players dishing out shinbone of justice by going as hard as spectators as they did as players. Yeah, just, just bash people at your kids' games. Stick shotguns in people's mouths. <laughs> what would Dan do? Cut off their dicks. Let's go to the CBA got signed, which after so much posturing, it basically ended up being exactly what the AFL wanted months ago. 20% rise and a couple of 2 and 1% rises and big lift in the average salary. Anything else? It should mean a lot of players are now going to extend their contracts with their teams. Yeah. Can't wait to Jack Billings does that. But yeah, you obviously would have had uh, a lot of players who are holding out for the CBA to re-sign, and so now the ones that don't re-sign, it'll be uh, telling that they're uh, gone. But yeah, I like how they tackled the big issues like footy clinics and not being left to babysit. Poor James Kelly. I did see one thing, though. Yeah? There will be 12 business class seats for like interstate clubs and all that. I'm just going to wait. One's going to be the first like shit fight to happen with a player not getting a business class seat. Well, they give them to the tools first, but yeah. Well, Goddard. Goddard <laughs> flicking the mm-hmm. in-flight pretzels all over, the, all over the plane because after coughing up the ball, they sat him back in fucking... Economy. Next um, to the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Anything else out of the CBA? So hopefully they put a clause in everyone's contracts where they have to fucking talk to Roaming Brian or else they lose half their salary for the year. Worth it. See, accommodation, single room upgrades have been removed from this club football department soft cap. Yeah, so that means that rich clubs can pay more and North will still be living in dormitories. Oh, nobody has a share room of Goddard anymore. The AFL will be required to consult the AFL Players Association on the fixture. That's a weird one. They'll probably use that to push for two buys or something. They already get two buys. It's fucking run one right before finals. Yeah, um, but yeah, I know what you mean. They'll find a way to demand more. 
No, I can't think of much, though there is there are a couple of things I do want to raise. The first one being that one of the flight things that Cookie missed is that all business class airfares for any players playing internationally, so to avoid the Gold Coast Suns fuck-up, which is mm. quite interesting. But we will segue from that to the first of our two cringeworthy points, and we begin with the Indian matches, which... Oh, it's... You know what? I'm not even going to bother to defend Richmond on this. Like, just... What the fuck is this shit? Just leave it for Essendon and Adelaide and franchises like Port Adelaide. We don't need it. Why are they doing it? Concentrate on the on-field and sack the coach. It makes sense. Like, I mean, their number one ticket holder is like Virat Kohli or something. So it's fair enough. Go play in, play in his home country. And then there's the whole uh, thing with Sandeep as well. Yeah, well, mate, Sandeep. So, yeah, he'll be pleased. We haven't heard much from Sandeep, but... Oh, believe me, he'll be in the front row. <laughs> Honestly, this has got to be one of the worst fads. If it weren't for our next talking point, this has got to be one of the worst fads <laughs> to have hit the AFL in a long time, this whole idea that playing offshore international games is a good idea. Like, I'm trying to think of anything else that's as bad as going, let's go play a game in front of no one who gives a fuck. I mean, New Zealand kind of makes sense yeah. because you've got... Geographically, culturally... Yeah, all uh, that all that crossover. And um, and, and they only have a couple have of change, sports. You, you don't have to change planes to get there. Mm. The only other place uh, I could see making sense, I'm sure I've mentioned it before, is, is Hong Kong because you've obviously got a big expat community, international mm. city... But fucking India, you're not going to compete with cricket there. Yeah, no. It's going to be even worse than the Shanghai game. And, and I just don't get why anyone wants the Shanghai game, wants the Indian game. It's just like, leave it as it is. Like, the travel factor on, on its own is ridiculous. And the buys should be for fucking actual recovery, not recovery because you flew three times as far or four times as far as you would been going to Perth. Ugh, I, I got nothing else out of this. Does anybody else? Just... Oh, that club's chasing the money. And now you've got the Crows talking about going global, which is basically they want to be global nomads and play anywhere that'll have them. Like, <laughs> Can we just fuck off South Australia from the AFL? <laughs> yeah, if they, they, want, if they all want to play overseas, fucking let them relocate take, there. Take Geelong too, <laughs> and Essendon, if they want to go through with this. It's, and, and Richmond just, what are you doing? Big clubs shouldn't do this shit. But, but you're not a big club. You had to sell games to Cairns against the Gold Coast. We did the, oh, okay, Tasmania. <laughs> well, fucking... Yeah, good one. Pouring yourselves out and then claiming, oh, big, big club, big four. What's on your jumper? It's, what do you wear on your jumper? We have done great things for the state of Tasmania and footy in that state. <laughs> Where's and you just, you just sell games for $500,000. Yeah, we did that three times. That's less games than you sell in a year. You're forgetting all the off-field ambassadorships and community <laughs> development programs that we run in the area. Oh, wank, wank, wank. As Luke Hodge said, this is how you cook mesh, kids. No, you just babysat them all, like James <laughs> Kelly. And stole all their food. Alright, let's move on to the one thing more cringeworthy than looking at India. And I and honestly, I cannot believe that this is a thing. AFLX. Oh, baby. <laughs> you know, for a while there, I was thinking Gillen was actually a really good CEO. but I, I wasn't. 
I mean, instances of match fixing and <laughs> AFL plants have increased a thousandfold under his watch. This is literally probably one of the worst ideas to have come along in my time watching football. Like, I actually get marketing a smaller condensed version overseas on grounds where they can play it, but where is the fucking logic of playing this bi-week bullshit in Australia where people don't need it, don't care? It's just like, what are they doing? Well, everyone was crying out last year. We want something to do on bye week. Yeah, we want real and football, now they not can, fucking... Now, now they can go and see an exciting version of the sport. We have an exciting version of the sport. Yeah, well, I think that AFLX will uh, continue to grow, and in maybe 20 years... Are you it'll, the Dan Hodgepodge role for this week? It will overtake the, uh, the main game in terms of popularity, and it will make AFL pre-X or whatever whatever they end up calling it, irrelevant, just like uh, T20's done to Test Cricket. T20 hasn't made Test Cricket irrelevant. The thing that just I do not understand about things like AFLX, like T20 cricket existed to fill a need for cricket, that cricket went for five days, and how do you actually compress it into a league format that runs in the space of a football game? But, you know, you get AFLX fucking fast-forward tennis, three-on-three basketball now. It's just like, who thinks of these ideas? I mean, tennis, tennis kind of makes sense because you could have a five-hour game in theory, yeah. at least with, uh, with fast for you. But usually that's pretty fucking uh, awesome to watch. Yeah, but still there's a time time element. Yeah. But that said, I, I think uh, the, the tennis short version hasn't really been popular anywhere. So no. people will vote with their feet, give it a chance. If it's good, people will come back and they'll keep doing it. If it's crap then no one will watch it and they won't do it again. No. But give it a chance. Well, they're putting it on the bye week. People will watch it because they have nothing else to do. And that's the sad part. I do like how the AFL, like, they're thinking, oh, we'll get Nat Fife in, we'll get this player in. Like, one good player does his ACL during this. Hell well, boy. Well, the questions come next, so I reckon we just transition, if we've got nothing else on this, to the questions, because there are a couple of questions on the AFLX, and I'll take, the, I reckon, the first one from Ilksy. Can someone explain how the AFL expects to get teams to supply players for AFLX when they constantly tell us the clubs will not release players for state of origin and have in the past ruled out state of origin out of season. Simple. You play AFLX or you lose half your pay for the year, just like the other uh, roaming Brian thing. No. Nah. The reason this is Ilksy, and it's been answered by plenty of people on Big Footy, the AFLX played at the end of the season. You will not see Alex Rance, Adam Trelaw, Nick Rewall, Ryan Burton. You will not see these players playing AFLX. You will see future delistees and contracted list cloggers and you know maybe josh gibson's retirement lap or something but um, tyrant vickery maybe north will bring boomer harvey out of retirement i'll tell you what would would love to see fucking um us play against a st kilda side in aflx just so we could get the uh, josh gibson and uh, possibly luke hodge farewell tour <laughs> that's the other thing it's clubs will start ruling all their players out oh he's got surgery he's got surgery can't play and hopefully that's enough to put this fast to bed. We won't have to come up with any excuses as to why O'Meara won't be taking part. <laughs> it's like, we'll just bring up the AFL and be like, yeah, his knee's fucked. And they're like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. We, we already knew that. You're the only ones who didn't. We knew that three years ago. <laughs> Cookie, you had a question on AFLX. Uh, what would the X stand for in AFLX? Excitement. Excrement. Just like in the UFC. I believe extortion. Extortion, because that's the only way how they get players. 
make extreme. Oh, you stole that answer from your brother, did you? Well, he's not on. Well, to be honest, I haven't even read I'm pretty thread, sure he so. posted extreme in the thread like the poster. Extreme. So that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> so, he'll, be pretty, he'll be the only one to watch it, and if Hawthorne win the grand final, oh boy, he'll watch that game on him. And he'll wank over it. Have watched the AFLX grand final 600 times. Keeps rising. <laughs> Like, I don't actually hate AFLX as a niche. Good game. concept, but badly pulled out. One, there was nothing wrong with nines, and two, we don't need to see actual players playing it, and we don't need to see it here. It's not for us. It's, it's for other people. in, like, Tokyo or It's York. for overseas where they don't have the grounds, and you play on... Because they play nine aside there anyway, most of those competitions, because they don't have the grounds for it or the numbers. So just... Oh. Wank, wank, wank. Let's go to the next question. Gornage question time. Which was the biggest blunder of the weekend? Goddard's kick out. Higgins' rainmaker that went through for a point. McGovern tackling McDonald and slinging him towards the goals. Walters missing from 15 out. Or Nick Revolt, which he didn't actually add. Someone else did. But. I'm going to say none of the above and say Goddard's dad not pulling out. <laughs> Goddard, Dorp, Hawthorne, and O'Meara. I'm going to say fucking Glenn Archer for thinking he's <laughs> capable of taking the fence and actually helping out the fight instead of just making things worse for everybody. Which takes us to the next question which came from K4E. Who is the next person that Glenn Archer should jump the fence and punch? Well, just to see the shit fights, Marcus Bontempelli. I'd like to see how Clayton Oliver went down if he actually got a real punch. <laughs> Penal? Morgs? Oh, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> He's already up for assault. You want him up for manslaughter too? <laughs> Oh, someone has to kill that old kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a plugger, tried his best in the 90s, didn't do the job. <laughs> nah, nothing else on that. Oh, Tony Cochran. Mm-hmm. Yep, someone Ooh. get that guy. Bosk has asked, the new CBA deal will lift the average player salary to 390k. Are they being overpaid? Please explain why you answered yes. Sam Gilbert earns 500,000. I know he's fucking overpaid. Tyro Vickery. I don't think they're overpaid. They're not overpaid because, Bosk, stop trying to give us the answers already. Every time you ask yeah, a question, stop you... Stop trying to lead the witnesses here, yeah. Bosk. <laughs> I didn't include Adam Goods because blah, 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 you know. Yes. It's jury tampering or <laughs> it's, something. It's fucking... We're AFL plants. AFL plants, that's what it is. He's an AFL plant. Presupposing the outcome. This is like the Bay 13 Presents X-Files this week. Yeah, need the music. Um... The AFL X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> and there is the title. Let's move on to this week on the bay. Thread of the week. What have we got? Purple Pulse versus Dangerwood. Huh? That had a fair few melts. Our besties worst player. Everyone voting for Goddard. Yeah, that was that's. I, I like the landslide there. Um, I liked Vesti's other thread post pictures of Kenny. <laughs> Some of the photoshops in that were quite were quite good. I liked I liked that particularly. You ever photoshopped his head on top of the traffic lights? <laughs> he's got a red face. I, I really liked uh, Tuggers fans, or literally Tuggers. Craffle's mm, gone for two in a row. Unprecedented. Anything else? Any other thread of the week norms? I was going to say the Grand Prix thread from this, like, on the murder board. That was also a good thread. <laughs> <sighs> a lot of Sharon Freuder towards Vettel and Hamilton. Sharon Freuder? <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> Is he related to Sharon Berg? <laughs> his sister Sharon Berg Sharon Freuder Sharon Freuder is the feeling you see you, you feel when you uh, see your sister Sharon for the first time in a long time 
it's taking pleasure out of Matthew Sharonberg's injury misfortunes. How dare you? Unless he's played an AFL game. What's Nathan Freeman? Well, that's not trolling me. I don't give a fuck about Nathan Freeman. <laughs> no one does. He killed people, don't they? don't know who he is. Cookie only knows because I bring him up every week. He is developing. We have to fix him. He's like the $6 million man soon. Go, go, Gadget Arms. There was another question, actually. I think it was asked by Bestie about whether Smith to Vickery is Hawthorne's best poster. His thread grounds that are fairer than Cheat Dinia Park. Wasn't a bad thread either. Oh, and the, and the fucking Geelong a month away from entering administration. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of uh, Sharon Freud in this in this thread. <laughs> he he couldn't c- quite contain it, so he, he spelt it all wrong, and it's uh, Gelong uh, Monhutz away from Enterigna administration. But yeah, what's our what's our thread of the week? I liked Kenny. Yeah, Kenny. Kenny. Kenny wins. Flog of the week. Who the Jimmy De guy? Look, I could have nominated any Hawthorne poster who melted in the O'Meara thread and cried injury troll, but there was one who stood out, and he melted somewhere else. Willie Wacker? No, no, fucking back one out, who seemingly, whenever he arrives on the bay, he seems to have a nice little angry wall of text melt, and this was this was no exception. He's a dead set tool bag, and he can have my nom. That one thread where he fucking follows DB Swanee's posting for 18 months. Which one was that? That's almost vintage material. It was like one of the one of the first ever threads that got the meltdown prefix. What did he do? He followed Dibbles' posting for like two, a year and then just gathered up a bunch of quotes and said, is this hypocrisy? I'll let you decide. Oh, was it about Frank Franklin or something before he got there? Yeah, either, either injunction or something like that okay. or injury bowling or something. Oh yeah, okay. Well, flog of the week. I think all the all the fucking Melbourne supporters that have been um, defending Clayton Oliver <laughs> deserve a whack because you're, you're trying to you're trying to defend the indefensible, and it's 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 like imagine a Hawthorne supporter trying to defend Hodgie after he rammed Wingard's head into a post. <laughs> you mean it's fucking like all of you? On. <laughs> It's hard, like Dr. Giroud defending Salwood, elbowing Mitchell in the head. But yeah, all the Melbourne flogs deserve a whack, but the ones I've noticed have been the worst of bloody uh, Striker 475 and Jisbert's to Bates. Jisbert's. <laughs> Alright, we got anything else? Yeah, Cabana. Oh, what a goo chugging white knighting flog she is. Goodbye, flog of the week. Who would have known she had such a thing for Pepe Le Pew? I sense a split in the Vag game. I just thought it was flog-worthy behaviour. So who wins? Kenny. Just Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny has an account, doesn't he? Yeah, DB Swanee. DB Swanee. Oh, I would have said it was Sid. He's an old, old Sidney cunt. I would have said it. What about uh, Kenny78? Dibbles posts, Dibbles posts too much to be an old cunt who doesn't know how to use the internet. I'd say Kenny's more likely to be, say, Paul Ruse. No, D- Dibbles at least worked out how to use Skype, so it can't yeah. be him. Yeah, there's probably some other old, probably one on the Coles board. But yeah, Kenny can have it then. Good call, Cookie. Last week's poll, which was, um, should footballers banter more? 0% said no, 55.6% yes, but not slander, and 44.4% said, what the fuck was with that photo of Jack Watson, Tom Bug? Next week's games, Cookie. I don't have a coin. I think we'll just do this the old-fashioned way. That'll really we could always try the, uh, the South Park chook raffle. <laughs> 
<laughs> cut off its head and see where it lands. Cut off its dick and see where it lands. That'll be our version. <laughs> Melbourne, Sydney. Could be an interesting game, the MCG. Clayton Oliver's gonna be... If Sydney don't get stuck into Clayton Oliver, they're letting Australia down. Gr- Grimace will try and get stuck into him, but he'll come off second best and try for <laughs> fucking half the game. Yeah, it, well, it, Grimace will fucking have a fresh air shot. Like, he'll swing swing the arm back, go for the punch, have a fresh airy, and then fucking they'll both go down. <laughs> the unstoppable force hits the immovable object, but not really. They're just fucking both. One's a stager and one's weak as piss. Melbourne are expected to win this game. So, Sydney will win for mine. Yep, Sydney. I'll go Melbourne. The Sydney fucking dream run's got to come to an end sometime, right? <laughs> so does Melbourne's. So does Hawthorne's. <laughs> yes, it, it came crashing to an end last year in the finals. Thank you very much. Last year in the finals or last year in the trade period? I don't know. Maybe maybe Isaac Smith is just an AFL plant. <laughs> <laughs> Bulldogs versus West Coast in the Clash of the Umpires pets. Who wins the free kick count? Dogs win the free kick count. I'm going to go 24 to 15 and they'll win the game. Dogs to do the double and no movie to be shown because it's a 145 game. They apparently played Mario Kart last week. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, well, they're getting better than us. Mm. Dogs, yeah. Dogs. Carlton versus Crowbots. This has potential to be a really interesting game because Adelaide are a bit shit at the moment and Carlton are pretty good tactically. I'm going to go Carlton upset. Yeah, I reckon... It's not at the dome, so Carlton to get it done. Another another Bolton masterclass. LGs to keep Walker goalless. I watched Carlton last week, and as good a coach as Brendan Bolton is, I just can't see it. Crows. Now, because if, if any team was fucking made to uh, tag Rory Sloan out of the game, I mean, Carlton's midfield almost only has taggers. <laughs> this is the Bryce Gibbs audition game, though, isn't it? So we'll see if he's worth three round for three first rounders after all. I think Morgan's like the only one. Bachelor has come. Um, Adelaide. Oh God, Gold Coast versus North in the Swallow Cup. Oh, I mean, North. The Swallow Cup. No thanks. <laughs> the God Squad Cup. Here, piss into this cup and then swallow. Oh, God. Sons. Didn't these teams only play each other like five or six weeks ago as well yep. at Etihad? It's not that long ago. Yeah. This would be one of the shortest turnarounds in recent memory. Yeah, we, we only we just played... Uh, around 20. Collingwood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was back about six weeks, seven weeks. Short turnarounds. Back-to-back trips. North. North, North. north. Uh, Suns. Giants versus Geelong in the Stevie J Cup. Giants. Giants. Midfield's too strong. Selwood's not going to play because the AFL plans put him out of the game. Giving him his deserved suspension. Yep. Uh, Giants. Giants. Puffers versus Richmond. Well, based on how things are so far, we'll know who's going to finish higher based on this result, depending on who wins. Holy shit, Dan's arrived. Dan's turned up at one o'clock, and he had the faith that we would still be going. Yeah, what's going on, Dan? He's 45 minutes late, and we're meant to be here at 12. <laughs> oh, gone. God damn it. All right, um, yeah, Richmond Port, what we got? It's uh, over there, so just Port, just. Port power. Yep. I think they'll beat us. Next game is Essendon versus the Bryans. Uh, Essendon. Essendon. Yeah, Essendon. Essendon. Hawthorne Collingwood. Jeez. <sighs> We got this one in the bag, don't we? Although I did say that at five minutes into the second quarter of our last game. I'm going to tip the draw. 
But this is all about the matchup between Dar Darcy Moore and Ryan Burton. I'm gonna go calling just. I'll, I'll make my final tip uh, on this based on the selections because if Josh Gibson plays, no, that's not how it fucking works, Teach. <laughs> but but surely surely you understand though that like. If Josh Gibson plays, yeah, fuck. But Collingwood don't have any other tall forwards to hurt you with because um, it's all it's all left up but, to more. But he'll he'll mess up the charisma of our backline. Charisma. Yeah, we finally had our brand power for once without Josh Gibson back there. You're trying to beat Collingwood. You're not trying to take him home and fuck him. <laughs> nah, draw. Uh, I'll go Hawthorne today, but it'll flip flop all the time. I'll probably go Collingwood five minutes from now. You said Collingwood like a minute ago. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and this is why you need the coin cookie, because you can't argue with it. And to finish off, we've been talking about AFL plants all episode and the anniversary of the Whispers in the Sky game, Frio versus St Kilda. It's probably been about 10 years since Whispers in the Sky. Oh, God. Frio to bounce back, I think, just because it's over there. St Kilda's still yet to convince, as far as I'm concerned. They've been, they remain disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Frio over there. Well, we know this is fucking Roth Lions grand final, right? So, oh, it's the entire Frio board's grand final. <laughs> it's everybody involved's grand final. Yet they all want to blame the other side. Yeah. It's your, it's your yeah. grand final. That everybody's yeah, a. We don't, we don't care. It's your... Yeah, everybody in this game is a smasher. Yeah, some, somehow I, I don't think the St Kilda players care that much. I think it's more a fans thing. Mm. But that's just no, how have players left there from Ross Lyon era? Yeah. Montagna, Gilbert, Rewalt. None of the Jacks would give a shit. Oh, Jack Stephen might. <laughs> it means Jack shit to them. Yeah, no, literally in this thing, there are plenty of Fremantle and St Kilda smashes going around saying, your grand final, your grand final. But who, who did we tip? No, nah, our grand final will be the AFL. I've gone Frio just. Yeah, for Do we have anything, what, anything last-minute things before we sign off? Oh, yeah, I've got something. The price of tickets on the Gold Coast. How the hell are we supposed to encourage people to go and watch these shit truck teams if we're going to charge 60 bucks a ticket? Just sit up the back. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost contemplating not buying a ticket and not going, even though I'll be in the Gold Coast that weekend, just because that's a ridiculous price to charge to watch two shit teams play. Those prices are unprecedented. Unprecedented, except for the last time I went there. Ridiculous. It looks like you're getting an early look at the AFLX, only the X stands for expensive. <laughs> yeah, well... The only thing I liked about that ground is they had those really cool like tornado potato chip things on a stick. That was cool. So I'm not gonna. Oh, they play I'm cool not music not after go. a goal. Oh, do, 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 do. And and there's like a like at half time there was a motorbike show. That was cool. <laughs> That's awfully bulldogs esque. Um, yeah, so the Bulldogs didn't even create this gimmick crap. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so the prices are ridiculous. No wonder no one goes. I'm mad. Mad. Ticketmaster and AFL plant. I think that's everything. So this was the podcast for round 15. Starburns joined by Cookie. I find it funny that since we start talking about AFL plants, Dan has disappeared. Dan's an AFL plant. 
No, he had plant and he ran out to his flowers. <laughs> Dan's Dan's the strangest AFL plant ever. Like how? What? So what's? Is this a reverse psychology thing of average versus average and shit? Yes, he's trying to get more people to defend AFL against Are other you sports. Dan, Dan's an average or shit plant. <laughs> no, no, Dan's saying he's it's average, average or shit to divert us all to AFLX. Do, 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 do. That's his uh, master plan. Morgs. Then we lose Morgs right at sign-off. You're kidding. Oh, they got her. It's a they, conspiracy. AFL House got her. Bale Morgs. Isn't it funny? We just start talking about how Dan's involved, <laughs> and then she disappears. It's like how Roy oh, Lyon no, used to I'm kick us up every time he, we see Fitzroy folded. Dan just rocked up at Morgs' house, or oh, Morgs' work, and, and snatched her in the bag. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I had to fight Dan off. He was only armed with a strawberry big end. <laughs> yeah, and a bunch of flowers. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we're signing off, Morg. Okay, bye. <laughs> and penal. Yep, see ya. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.